is August 4th, 3rd? Is it 4th? You, we did a different intro today. Oh, we did. Welcome to CP time. Welcome. What day is it? I was trying to look. Today is the, the 4th of August. The 4th of August. And it's been quite a while since we've done one of these. So I thought we'd get people caught up on what's been going on with our lives. Uh, I'd say it's been about a, almost a month since we've done one. So what have what's been new with you? <clears throat> Sorry. Just uh, busy, busy um, working on music, working on YouTube. How's that going? How's your YouTube channel going? It's been busy. You've been doing a lot of work I'm, with that. I'm learning a lot about how to do a good video. And, you know, it's helping me hopefully become better at playing, too. How come? I, like, to explain that, because I think for artists out there listening, that's a good a good lesson. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say a lot. It's just, it's like athletes. The way an athlete can examine their self on film. Mm -hmm. uh, as a musician, I can do the same thing. I can look at how I play. I can hear what I what I what I do, and I can really break it down. And that's one of the reasons I started videoing myself every day when we were on lockdown, like serious lockdown. It gave me a chance to really put my playing under a microscope and get real honest about how I play. So yeah, it's it's a process. I learn more about myself every time I hear myself, and and you you. You usually don't sound the way that you think you do. I think you really enjoy making the videos, too, though, don't you? I do. I mean, aside from, like, being a teaching tool for yourself, it, it's fun for you, right? No, the videos are my legacy. Oh, that's a good way to think about it. They're my legacy, and <coughs> if I have any chance... I feel like if I have any chance of gaining any kind of wider recognition, if that, if that's in the cards at all... Or ever getting to travel again, uh, you know, to go to another country again because of music or across the country, this might be my last chance to do that. Yeah, I think that's a good way. To, I think a legacy is a good way to put it. Yeah, but and I mean, that's I'm not I'm not hoping I'm not hoping that I become famous or get a million followers. I just I enjoy doing it, and and I'm I feel pride after I work for ten hours on a video. It takes you that long to do a video. It takes me about an hour for every minute long that the video is. Why is that? Explain that to people, because I think that's also really unbelievable. Um, well, this is just me. I mean, there are people on Instagram and YouTube that just turn their cameras on and do crazy and amazing and shocking things, and they have millions of followers. I have to think about it logically, like a movie or something. I have to have a script. It, it takes me a few hours to put a script together. I don't read it word for word. It's kind of an outline, but it still takes me a few hours to put the, the whole video in my head together. And then it takes me a few hours to shoot it. And if it has musical examples, that's a, I have to use my computer to record or use this recorder that we use for our, for our podcast. And then... The, probably the longest part is editing. It takes a few hours at least to edit everything together. Sound, 
picture effects. Yeah. Um, so why don't you just let the camera roll? Why why do you edit it? Um, it makes for a better presentation. It's not like cinema verite or something. You know, there's a reason we like good movies. It's because they're edited well and they tell a story the right way. But you were saying like how some people don't edit it. They just let the camera roll and... Well, I mean, like, we're in a viral society. The most watched videos on social, on Instagram and YouTube are live, Instagram live videos. Right. A lot of people will watch those YouTube live videos. People will tune in right away because they're seeing something happen. They can comment on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just, I don't know. I've started to, I'm, I'm middle-aged, so started to think that the YouTube thing will be my legacy after I'm gone. If I can keep adding to it, this will be my, you know, here's a body of work that I can leave behind that kind of, you know, says, here's what I, who I am, who, who I was, here's what I did. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me, speaking of legacy, you found that little time capsule. Where did you find that? I don't know what you're talking about. The one we did at the art festival last year. Where did you find that little time capsule we made? Oh, somebody posted it on Facebook. Like, how would we find it again? I don't know. I'd have to dig through my Facebook history to see. So, Pittsburgh does this great art yeah, they festival. Did. They did it last year. But I don't know if they do it every year. They didn't do it this year because the arts festival didn't happen. Right. Oh, you mean they do this this time capsule thing every year? No, they did it last year. Yeah. And then you went into like this little booth and you left a message. It was like a video time capsule. And we did it, and then he found it this year. It was no, actually so, somebody saw it, and then they tagged me. They were like, "Paul Thompson, you know, that's oh, okay. you. You're the second person on there." Oh wow! Okay, I thought you found it. No, somebody found it, and they tagged me because they posted the video online. When you were little, did you do a time capsule in school? Of course, everybody did. We they don't, don't do think, that. With, they don't do that anymore. I don't think we're ever gonna have to guess what life was like in the '80s because there's a million time capsules all over the place from the 80s and the 70s but people don't do it anymore well i mean because of the internet and everybody is uh showing us what they ate for dinner last night and there's no need there's no need for a time capsule everything's in the cloud i I used to do this thing with my students where on the first day of sixth grade i'd have them write a letter to themselves for eighth grade to see where they you know and they loved it like they got so excited and that's exciting that's really cool it's nowhere near I, I try to make all my students write a goal sheet I make them make goals for like you know three months from now a year from now five years from now ten years from now that's a good idea no matter how outrageous I just I got that from Sean Jones, and he's into people like Tim Ferriss and stuff that talk about how important it is to write down your goals and to, and to visualize them, and when you have it on paper, it makes it a different kind of thing. I believe that. Manifesting, you know, visualizing, manifesting it. Yes, <laughs> and I think as artists, going back to that, I mean, we have to set goals. We have to set goals or we're just we're, we're hopping from gig to gig and I don't want that to happen I don't want to just hop from gig to gig and be happy that I'm working 
you know, I don't want to go downstairs and practice for three hours and just play scales and all that crap that I do every day. I want to have goals and stuff I'm working toward. It's hard for an actor because so much of our, what we do is intrinsically dependent on people hiring us to do it. Like I can have big goals, but there is something that stands in our way. You know, sometimes because you can, you could like, I want to play this music and you can just play it. But for actors, it's like, yeah, but what's wrong with, I want to sing this song. No, no. I want to learn this song that I've always wanted to learn. I want to read this play I've always wanted to read. Right, but I want that's to learn this but theater monologue. is but theater is more than just performing for yourself. Theater, yeah, it, but it's not just performance. It's study. Right. It's immersion. It's but it I takes mean, art, a performance for it to. In the art, in the end, art is life. It's how how you, you your life translates. You can teach a monkey to physically do what we all do. You literally could put a bass in the hands of a monkey and teach him the physical movements it takes to play the bass but i play life okay through it i don't know i'm just i think we all can work on stuff you were talking about the now that's kind of stuck in my head the whole time capsule thing for me and i've been thinking about a lot during quarantine every time we skype with kathy and richard those are our friends that live over in Great Britain I want to time capsule it like I want I want it to be well you can record it right <coughs> because it's so it's like we talk about everything in that happening in the world and happening in our lives and I wish that that was a time capsule those conversations but they exist in that moment Mm-hmm. I don't think uh I don't know. There's something special about the memory of it and taking that with you instead of saving something and trying to recount every moment. I know. And that's something that as a society, I think we do a lot of. And I'm probably guilty of it. We're like, you want to remember everything that's happening in that moment. So we waste time. We waste, we, we miss the moment trying to capture it. Yeah. We miss the moment because we see it through our cell phones right because we you know um no. I, I was always one of those kind of people years ago you know you ever you know when you had to dial up and down for radio stations yeah you'd move the dial in the car i was always one of those people that you know and you're trying to find a song you like yeah I was always one of those people that would find a song that I was kind of, you know, 80% on. That And it just started, but you would you would immediately scan the other stations. But yeah, because something better might be to on. To see if something better was on. Well, we still do that. And that's, that's not the way you should live. In it's my how opinion. We, no, you, you're absolutely right. But it's how we watch TV, too. Back, yeah. back before, oh, <laughs> I mean, this started back when you got the remote control. Because nobody, nobody got up from the couch to turn the knob to see. Like, I actually remember before there was remote controls, once you just sat on the couch, you just sat on the couch. But then when the remote control came, it was like, but there's something else. What else is there? And I can flick back. And I'm not, you know, 
I had a remote control TV in my bedroom. You are so fancy. That my grandma, my grandma bought me a remote control TV oh from gosh. Radio Shack. R.I.P. R- can we have an R.I.P. Yeah. Radio Shack? <laughs> it was a Radio Shack TV, but it had remote. Was it control. color or black and white? And I'm not being. No, I'm it was not color. Joking. It was definitely color. Okay. I don't think I've ever had a black and white TV in my life. Can you, can you believe that? Really? I can't remember a black and white TV. I'm sure they existed. Actually, it might have been. I had one of those. If little, it was Radio Shack, it could have been black. No, and white. I had one of those little portable ones. Oh my God! You had a portable TV. Yeah. I think my grandma That's might so have. So fancy. My grandma might have got me that. That was black and white. You had one of those tiny portable TVs. I did. Like that you like, could. Maybe twice as big as this recorder that we're using right now. You are kidding me. And what what did you use it for? Watching TV. Where? Like where did you use it if you had a TV in your room? I, the only place I, the only place I, yeah, this is stupid. I remember <laughs> putting my coat on and going out to the back of the apartment building and sitting on the steps and watching TV outside. But you had a TV in your room. Yeah. Okay, that is. But it was amazing to be I, this, able to watch I'm learning TV. something brand new right now. Yeah. But what, what were you saying? To be able to watch TV and not be in the house was revolutionary. But you're telling me you had enough reception that you could sit outside? Okay, let's just put it this way. <laughs> Everybody has a desktop computer. <laughs> right. You have a laptop and you have your phone. And sometimes your laptop is sitting right on that table, right there in front of both of us, and you feel the need to go on Facebook on your phone. Right? Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. I'm just dying that you had two TVs. Yeah. Wait, I'm still processing that you had a portable TV and that, like, that is a huge thing. It was really janky. It had this kind of setup where the, the thing you were looking at was a mirror. And there was a tiny screen. People who are familiar, people who are in their 40s will remember when Radio Shack and other people put out these TVs that had these. So on a conventional TV, you had this giant freaking tube Yeah. that was heavy and it projected onto the front of the tube. It right. Was That's why TVs huge, were so big yes, and wide. Huge <laughs> mechanism. So when they made them this small, they had a way of projecting that involved mirrors. So what you were looking at was a mirror because the screen was being projected up from below. It was really complicated. I lo- oh my god, they're probably such collectors items right now. Like if you I hope found not, one, I have no idea what happened to that little TV. You were so fancy and I didn't even know that. No. But that was all like middle school when I discovered and You were in middle school when you owned two TVs? Oh yeah. You weren't even in high school? Oh, no. Clearly I remember this was the time when the love boat was on the air. This is when, you know, I, I remember clearly on my TV, you know, this was when Star Trek, the, the next generation. I clearly remember watching the first episode of Star Trek, the next generation. On your tiny TV? And I was like 13 years old. So it was like when I was like 13, 14. But because by the time I went to high school, something happened the summer after middle school. Where I discovered music, okay. and I had this, TV. You just weren't. I had it. no interest in TV for the entire time I was in high school. That's funny because I was. I had opposite. zero interest. I mean, like there were there were a couple shows 
David Sanborn had a show on Sunday nights. I was very interested in that. Arsenio Hall, anytime I was free and Arsenio was on, I, I, I remember turning on Arsenio. I had zero, like all the, well, this was pre-Seinfeld. I had zero interest. Zero. From 1987 <laughs> to 1992, I had zero interest in what was on TV. Like I was just purely playing music. Like that was all I wanted to do was listen to music. And it shocks me now because if I have 15 minutes, I'm like, but we, we don't watch TV now. If I if we have 15 minutes, what do we do? We go prime. <coughs> well, we're very, we're very much episodic people. Like if we find something that has multiple episodes, we we are dedicated to seeing it through. Like right now we're watching this show that mm, yeah it's like it's not miss. it's yeah it's not bad it's not great but there are some it's 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 worth like it's worth a watch called was, life in pieces yes. it was the other network cbs's version of modern family and i didn't even know it existed and i'm always like deep diving in netflix and prime and i try to find things with that we both would like and it's about these families, but it's just, it moves very fast. It's and cute. It's, it's very clever. Yeah. It was definitely them doing Modern Family. 100%. But they, the, the... Without the talking to the camera. They had this, their gimmick was that you'd have these four stories. You'd have this arc going through the episode. Yeah. Where these four stories were <coughs> happening. Or was it three or no, four? No, it's four. It's they, four short four, stories. Four segments of this family. The two parents and the three grown kids. And these four stories happening in the arc through the episode. It was very clever how and, that was and written. The, and the big thing is Tom Hanks' son is was in the a, show. Was a big star of the show. Yeah. And and uh, and also, what's his name's dad? Um, oh, he's hot. Yeah, uh, Groden. Bro, Groden. Bro, oh, bro, Brolin. Brolin, I'm sorry. <laughs> we yeah. just combined two names. Grolin. We no, just uh, Brolin. <laughs> yeah. Charles. Broden. James Brolin's dad. Brolin. Charles Brolin. <laughs> No, I remember when Charles Brolin was the Brolin. Yeah. And James Brolin was the kid from Goonies. So we, we are watching that right now. But and it's I... fun. Sometimes, <coughs> sometimes they'll do a joke that will make you laugh out loud. Yeah. Hilarious. And sometimes an entire episode will go by and you'll be like, this is well, awful. Well, here's the thing. This is the thing about this show. The, the chemistry on Modern Family was undeniable. I mean, the, you could tell... You could tell immediately that that all those actors had great chemistry and amazing writers. And, and this this group, like certain characters, have chemistry. Charles Brolin. Charles Brolin. <laughs> but, but the writing is not anywhere to the level of Modern Family, and and therefore the chemistry with the actors is not great. But, there are but moments. wait, we want to talk about the other thing we deep dived in, too. Um, we. I think we mentioned this in another podcast. We're we're still, like obsessed with Scientology and learning about like you are obsessed with Scientology. How dare you? How dare you sit there and pretend you're not obsessed? I am not. How obsessed. dare you? How very dare I, I'm you? I'm interested. In, How very dare of you? I, I'm interested in the indoctrination of cults. Okay, which is Scientology? And yes. Okay. But I'm not, no, no, no. In no way am I obsessed with Scientology. Okay, did you I ever... I am not delving, I'm not no, 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 delving no. into the issues and the fabric of that religion. Did you ever miss, did you ever miss a Leah Remedy episode? No, but it was No, wait, it was did you today of... call me 
to tell me that Leah Remedy now has a Scientology podcast. Yes. Did you call me to tell me yes. that? Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. There you go, I'm listeners. I'm not He's interested obsessed. in the doctrine. No, no, no. I'm You're obsessed with interested in the... the escape from the cult. You said I'm obsessed with Scientology. Okay. It's not Scientology. You didn't even Scientology. let me finish. You didn't even let me finish. You're obsessed with Scientology and, and, the, and the train wreck oh that God. it is. So we dive deep into that. In Prime, we find like documentaries of people escaping cults. And we and probably just lost three or four of our listeners. If you and are in Scientology, get out now. And now they're going to fair game us. Okay, if you don't know what fair game is, it's so twisted and so sick. Check it out. It's like how they deal with... People who want to leave their cult. I'm not even going to say religion. Anyway, so we've been deep diving into, and, and let me explain how you do that. You watch a show and you like it so much on Prime. It says you may also like other shows and you can like. Yeah, Netflix says that too. But Prime has like, like two layers. Prime has like two and, layers of deep well, dive. It's like Inception. It's like if you like this movie. You might like this movie, and then you go to the second movie, and then it's like, if you like that movie, here's yes. another bunch of movies. That's what. So then you can be five and six yes. movies deep. That's, like well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm telling you. That that's what we've been doing. But yeah, and that okay. Back to the time capsule thing. I'm going full circle, which is Prime and Netflix are sort of time capsule. They're they've made like. You know, genres of movies like great 80s movies or great children's, you know, they yeah, kind of are doing that for us. Prime does that much better than Netflix. Okay. Netflix kind of does it on a cursory level. Prime really is like, and you forgot about the never ending story, didn't you? Yeah. You know, we just watched a movie just now um, from 1976 called Bugsy Malone that had oh nothing God. to had do with seen... Bugsy Malone. Okay. It starred the incomparable Scott Baio. As, as the titular character. And I thought, okay, I've heard of this, you know, and I knew it was listed as a quote, I'm doing air quotes, musical, and I wanted to see it. Whew. It was. It was an acid trip. It's No, no, what? No, see, it wasn't an acid trip. Sigmund the Sea Monster is an acid trip, but Bugsy Malone is a train wreck. No, no, this was... This was poor decisions made by adults. Yeah. All the way around. But the around. best thing is, the best worst thing is that every time the children sing. Oh, you didn't it, say it. Wait, everybody, didn't. everybody is children in this yeah, movie. Wait, you wait, need wait. to explain this. Okay, so the idea is that they're mobsters, but everyone is played by kids, which is funny. It, actually, that's kind of what got me wanting to watch it. But every time a kid opens their mouth to sing... It's an adult voice coming out. It's somebody else that they're lip syncing to, which is just like hideous. creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy and funny as hell. The second song in the movie is called "Tomorrow." This little little African American child is singing, and he opens his mouth, and it's like Scatman Crothers' voice. Like it's it's just so bad. Just <coughs> O M G. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Bugsy Malone and and starring. Jodie or Jodie Foster, Foster is and, in it, and the, playing Jodie Foster. And the heavy set kid from Fish plays the one gangster. It's just, it's bad. And with songs by the great Paul Williams, 
Songs written all by the great Paul Williams, and he sings the title track, Bugs in Malone. They're awful. The songs, there's not a catchy song in the whole entire, there's not one song in the entire show. But I had to see it through. I had to watch it because I know a lot of kids do Bugsy Malone Jr., these junior musicals. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with that. It had nothing to do with that. Yes, that's the music that's in Bugsy Malone Jr. No. You recognize the songs? I think it's something else. No, honey, I think it's that. That Paul Williams music. Yeah. Well, as I said, as Not we were watching it. Not all of it, it's it, a junior version. As I said, as we were watching it, there's a horrible song. It's the only song that Bugsy Malone sings in the movie, which uh, he's trying to get these warehouse workers to kind of rise up and revolt. <sighs> and I said, this sounds like a bad first draft of a song. Yeah. And we've all Like been... the director was like, okay, uh, union, warehouse workers, unrest, yeah. uh, Go. It was so it, it was bad, but I finished it, and I wanted to finish it. It wasn't so bad. No, it was so bad, but I really just needed to see it through. And then can the you, ending. I was going to say, can you spoil the ending for us? Yes, spoiler. If you do not want to hear how Bugsy Malone, the all-child musical, ends, you need to pause or fast forward. Now I'm going to give you a chance. Yeah, jump or leave out the room. Actually, go to the bathroom. Jump, jump, fast forward about a minute, minute okay. and a half. Here's the ending. So these like rival mobs are shooting each other with like marshmallow goop and they end up stealing each other's, you know, things that they have, whether they're weapons or they're, you know, property. They're guns that shoot. No, well, they also shot like others. They also, they also stole like the other stuff. And they threw pies in each other's faces too. There's no violence. They're they're sh- they're throwing pies and then it and ends shooting with there's with, this with huge cream. like the this one this one mafia guy finds where the other mafia guys um guns are that's splurge guns splurge yeah that shoot could, whipped cream it could be also a little that shoot whipped okay. cream on people I'm gonna not edit myself anyway they the the ending is just the two mobs pie fight yeah pie fight huge and pie then fight. becoming friends and then they all in the midst of the pie fight. The piano player with Paul Williams' voice is like, "What? We could have been better. He starts we could have been this, better, this... and we could have been friends. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of them hugging. are like, they're friends. Okay, <laughs> they're all saying, it's awful. Mugs him alone. All right, okay. What else have we been doing since we last did our podcast? Living life, right? <laughs> yeah. Getting on with life." Oh, I hate that. I hate that. Isn't that? Please don't say that. I hate when people say that. It's time to just get on with life. No. As if we're not living in our houses and being productive. (laughs) Right. While while this pandemic is still, unfortunately, getting back in the red. Thanks thanks to people in different states, different parts. We're not pointing any fingers. Florida, Texas, California, Arizona, Pittsburgh. Shame on us. Anyway, I I've got I've spent some time with my mom, which has been nice. Um, we what else do we do? Something fun? Have we done any fun things? Well, you have some work coming up. I'm doing an outdoor reading of a new musical, um, and it's going to be outside. Socially distant with masks on. They're doing like a reading of a musical. 
which will be fun. It'll just be three days, and, and actually that'll be kind of nice. I'm like, my brain is kind of mush, so I'm wondering what, what will actually be retained. And, uh, what about, didn't we do something fun? Did we do something fun at all? No, we never do anything fun. No, we didn't. We haven't really done... We haven't really done anything. You wanted to run out a movie theater. No, but I took you on a date. Where did we go? Uh, I took you to the Federal Gallery. Oh, that's what it was. That's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to do a shout out. Thank you for reminding me. I wanted to do a shout out to the Federal... Is it Galley or Gallery? Galley, like place where you eat. Federal Galley on the North Shore of Pittsburgh... Not really North Shore. It's really oh. Allegheny Center. Oh, I'm sorry. Allegheny Center, north side of Pittsburgh. By the Children's Museum. So we have not eaten out. We have we ordered have a, food. Oh, we from, have a couple times. We've, we've gone to Bob's. That's well, but that's because it's outside. And we eat outside. But yeah, we. I don't even count that because they're like. Um, it's not safe to be eating inside right, right. now. And everyone frankly. that works at. Uh, yeah, well, I'll do another shout out for Bob's Diner. Bob's Diner has been amazing. But we haven't, like, gone out of our neighborhood and eaten out. So you put on this place called the Federal Galley. Federal Galley. You wanted to go out on a date? So we got I dressed up. I said I was going to take you out on a date. I did some research oh my gosh. about places that are doing outdoor seating in Pittsburgh right now. Well, first of all, it's, it's like revamped. I love that they revamped. A, it used to be an old mall. And then it laid completely empty and actually kind of scary for kind, kind of a large well, portion. Well, this is only... The, the Federal Galley was just part of it. Um but I did some research. I found out there were a few places, actually in Lawrenceville, but the Federal Galley was mentioned. And I remember the Federal Galley from working at the Hazlitt Theater, which is basically right on the same block up the street from them. And I thought, why don't we go to the Federal Galley, not just because there'll be outdoor seating, um, but also because I knew they had a variety of places. The cool thing about the Federal can I, Galley- Can I tell? So you go there and it's there's outdoor seating but the indoor seating is also outdoor seating because there are these enormous gar garage doors enormous that open up so when you're inside you're basically sitting outside and like he said there were different choices i'll let him explain how you order well there were like three different places you could order from an american place <clears throat> like three little kitchens you can order from a, a Mexican place. You could order from kind of a Hawaiian, and a full stuff bar, and a really huge bar. And they were doing this kind of contactless thing where you go to a table with a number, and then you take your cell phone out and you go to their website and you place your order and you put a credit card number in and everything. And nobody ever touches anything, and they bring your food right to you from. They see what the number is. It was really remarkable. I mean, it was a little bit of negotiation on your on your phone. There was a little bit. Well, because we had never done it. Because you got to type your name in and your credit card number and. But now you have it. Menu, but it was really convenient and. And the and really, food. Really cool as far as the service and if you're worried about contact and the the numbers of people. I was my big concern is I thought we were going to get there and it was just going to be 
a bunch of people. We got there early. And it wasn't. It was no. manageable. There were maybe maybe 15 people inside the huge garage area we were. Maybe another 12 people outside at the table. Like, it yeah. was very spread out. It, it was it was very distant. But the food, the food was so so good. It was I priced mean, really well too. We got we actually ended up getting a little something from each, and it was absolutely delicious. It was a beautiful night, so we could have sat outside, but I would highly recommend it. It was very safe. Um, there's parking, like street parking, so you yeah, it was free. You don't have to like worry free about after that. After six, we didn't pay for parking. Um. But very safe. In fact, it's so safe that I would actually, and spaced out, I would actually consider eating there with another couple. It was great. And we're supporting local small business. And then... And if you're concerned, uh, this would probably be the time to go there because when life goes back to normal, whenever that happens, there's going to be a lot of baseball traffic and North Shore traffic. Yeah. And it was this is a great time to go check out the Federal Galley. It's highly and recommended. Then we went up to the Mount Washington to the West End Overlook, which neither of us had ever been to. It was gorgeous. Yeah, it was nice. There was also a huge party. Yeah, that was just up there. that was upsetting. There was a bunch of people. There were yeah. like thirty people having a party. Having a party. We stared clear. Some of them. of them had masks on. Most at of least, them did not. At least they were outside. Yes. And then it was just a really, if I said to him the whole night, it felt very normal. Like it was like the first time since the pandemic had started that it felt like a normal night out. Like Charlie, our cat Charlie is sleeping and he has his paw covering his face. He's just so tired and Scouty's up. So anyway, it was a really great time. So there's a lot of great places that you can go out and support. Um, I also want to do a shout out to the people in Pittsburgh that are employing artists during the COVID in a very safe way. Paul's been lucky enough to play at the Jazz Club Con Alma on Ellsworth where he can play, wear a mask, and be outside. Um, who else has hired you outside? Uh, just different things. I did a streaming thing last night with a great saxophonist from Cleveland named Bobby Silvaggio. We we streamed that live. Um, yeah. A couple of recording things. You know, not a ton of work, but it's... Well, people are, are learning how to do people it. People are getting back into it. Um, and learning how to do it safely. And, and, and distanced. Yeah. A couple of recording sessions... It's very easy to record to, to distance when you're in a recording session with four people and everybody's in their own room. Yeah. It's very easy to do it that way. Oh, I know what our last podcast was. It was about the art show that I did. That was yeah, the we last talked about one. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. And since then, people have been reaching out. And, and, that, and so I, that's what I've been doing. I've been painting uh, like orders for people, which is kind of fun. But, yeah. And what else? What do we have coming up? Well, on uh, the 6th of August, we'll be celebrating our fourth wedding anniversary. The fruit anniversary. Fruit and... You said wood. No, sorry. Fruit 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 and and appliances. appliances. Small appliances. (laughs) Which I didn't know was a thing. 
Well, I didn't either. <laughs> but it's almost our anniversary. Doesn't it feel like yesterday? Yeah, it does. So it was just nice to check back in. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Nope. Okay. Okay. Stay safe. I love you. I love you. See everybody. Thank <laughs> you.